today and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly and solidly to the unshakable Word of God? Well, this is a special week of broadcast and podcast uh, from Holding Fast and we are on the cusp of uh, where actually have already begun the week that is commonly called the Passion Week, uh, the time of Christ's suffering, His his uh, crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. This is the most important week on the entire Christian calendar because this is the moment of our redemption. This is the moment uh, for which we all live today, at least as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many religions in this world, but only one uh, empty tomb. And so we're spending the time this week, and I wanted you to journey along with me as we go through the scriptures and we meditate on each day's activities of the Lord as he made his way already to Jerusalem. And yesterday on the Lord's Day, Sunday the 10th, uh, in the in the uh, biblical calendar, our Lord rode in on his triumphal entry. Uh, it was a time when he was presenting himself as the king, uh, perhaps for the first time was acclaimed by the crowds that were there. They drew near to Jerusalem and at the Mount of Olives. We recall that the Lord sent his disciples and they went and arranged to have an unbroken colt, a foal of a donkey. And he was able to ride in on a donkey on which no one had previously sat. And so as he came in, we read of all the acclaim and we read of what the events that happened on that special day. Uh, it was a day that in, that in actually uh, encompassed more than just riding in on that fateful day, but literally it was a time when Jesus then proceeded from the donkey and he went into the temple. Uh, he looked around. Uh, some people have said, why didn't he cleanse the temple right then? And I am grateful that I think it's an example of our Lord's extreme patience and his long suffering. He was viewing the temple. He was seeing the atrocities that were taking place there by the the uh, crooks and the thieves that were robbing the worshipers that were coming to celebrate the Passover for that year. And he observed all these things and he took note of them. And the Bible says that the last thing he did on Sunday was then to turn around to walk out of the temple and he actually retired to Bethany, which is about oh, two furlongs, as the Bible says, not very far, maybe a mile and a half away or, or so. And he went and he retired for the evening, and that was the end of Sunday. So it would have been a very stressful day, no doubt, because of the crowds and the accusations of the Pharisees and their attempts to try to, uh, to uh, destroy him and to stop him. Uh, at what he had come to do. He was cutting in on uh, on their territory, and they didn't like that. To have the Pharisees who wanted all the praise hear the crowds cheering for the Lord and crying out, Hosanna, and save us, must have been very disconcerting to them. And so Sunday night leaves our Lord once again in Bethany, retiring and resting there. But then Monday comes along, and Monday's the day we focus on right now. And Monday, of course, is is recorded for us in Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 18. A uh, very brief time, uh, at least uh, uh, scripture verse uh, in scripture verse terms, a very brief moment in the ministry of the Lord. And in verse 12 of Mark chapter 11, the Bible says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was 
hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came in happily, He, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs, figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now the punctuation stops right there because the thought is going to shift in the next verse in verse 15. But what Jesus was doing here was getting ready to provide an object lesson for those crowds that were following him that no doubt flocked around him. The disciples actually heard his pronouncement. Jesus had left Bethany that morning and he was working his way back into the city to teach in the temple again. But this one event was significant because it was like show and tell. It was an object lesson for the people. Jesus wanted to stress a highly important uh, uh, teaching to the people. And that is he, being hungry, sees this fig tree afar off and he notes that it has leaves on it. Uh, the fig tree is a little bit of a different animal, not animal, but a bit of vegetation to us than perhaps what we're exposed to. But when Jesus saw the leaves that were there, that was an indication to him that there there must be some fruit that's available there. And when it says in the scripture that the that the that uh, no man eat of thee hereafter forever, because he went there, and it says the time of the the figs was not yet. In other words, the fig harvest. Uh, what the scripture's saying there is that it was too early for the fig harvest, but there should have been figs there because leaves were already on the tree. So there was an expectation of Jesus that there would be fruit available for him to be able to eat. Now, Jesus, noting these things, wanted to use it as an object lesson, and literally he cursed this tree uh, uh, for its pretense of having leaves, but for lacking the fruit that was supposed to be there. And what we understand is that he wanted people to see that just like Israel uh, is, in that it has an outward form of religiousness, an outward form of a produce of praise to God, but yet it had no fruit. That's the picture that Jesus was warning Israel about, Israel about, and certainly he warns us about it, including this in Scripture, that God uh, has great displeasure. He is not pleased when we have the appearance of fruit in our lives, but not the fruit itself. In other words, there are a lot of people that go around masquerading as great Christians, but yet there's very little, if any, fruit in their lives. That fruit, I believe, referring to the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of service to the Lord. Uh, and so God said, God isn't pleased when we're all leaves and we're no fruit. And in all the works of the ministry of Jesus, this is the only destructive miracle that he took place, that, that he uh, performed, in that he then cursed the tree. The Old Testament's all filled with all kinds of miracles and destruction and judgment, but Jesus most perfectly showed us the nature of God here. Um, it was a miracle that he did that was... It was. It's almost like teaching a botany lesson to your kids. You have to take apart a flower in order to demonstrate a great truth. Or teaching a biology lesson by dissecting a worm. Uh, in other words, the destruction of that object is the great lesson that's being taught here. So we don't criticize Jesus for that, but rather we try to understand the lesson that he's been, that he's given to us. That God is not interested in empty uh, professions. Of faith. He really 
wants us to produce fruit in, in, our, in our lives. That's a lesson that he had for his people on Monday. But then it turns from that and the other event that happened on Monday. So Jesus is plodding his way towards the cross. And here on Monday, perhaps Monday afternoon, I don't know exactly what time during the day. But verse 15 says that, and they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he would not suffer that any man should carry a vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it, and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And that was the end of Monday. So he goes in to clean out the temple. Uh, the, the, the problem here is, of course, that there were profiteers, that there were cheats, uh, that they were in cooperation with the priests, the, the religious leaders. They were robbing pilgrims by forcing them to purchase approved sacrificial animals. They were inflating the currency rates far above what they should have been. And they were literally cheating God's people out of their money because that's the only place that they could use official sacrifices. Well, of course, well, we see the Lord's displeasure. We love him. He was a man's man. He was not some sissified man. He came in, as we read in the other Gospels, into those outer courts where all of this these shenanigans were taking place. And he, in that in that sorry, shameful group of men uh, where they were unrepentant and active sinners, he was going to overturn those tables, and that's exactly what he did. The Lord is most pleased when we live a life of integrity. Sometimes he has to turn over the tables in our lives as well, and if he does, so be it. But let's remember that what Jesus was coming to do, he saw his father's house and he saw it being used in a, in, a, uh, in a wrong way. And so he cleansed the temple. And so he was preparing. And even the people, they were astonished at his teaching. And it strikes you that the Lord is really getting down to business now. And he is asserting his lordship over all those things that are God's. You know, if you're the Lord's today, uh, he has ownership over you too. And I'm thankful that he loves me and cares for me enough that he's willing to take whatever uh, action needs to be done in order to cleanse my heart and make me a fit vessel for him. Isn't it a joy today that our Lord knows and he is concerned? And I want us to praise today, praise the Lord today and give him thanks for all that he's done. Monday, the first day of the week, uh, excuse me, the first day of after the triumphal entry, first day of the week being that, but this being an important day, the Lord is asserting His kingship over all things, and He's showing it by His actions. Is He king over you today? Is He your Savior? Is He the one who calls the shots for you? He's the one that loves you. We'll join back again in the next podcast, and we'll look at the events that happened on Tuesday. God bless you.